1: Welcome to On The Way. This is Tony Crisp and this is Podcast 116. The last time we met we talked about Jezreel, the city of Ahab and his wicked wife Jezebel whose spirit is still with us today. The Bible warns of that in the book of Revelation that that same spirit that inhabited Jezebel was present in the early church in the first century and it's a spirit of wickedness. But we're following a track today because we are near Jezreel and from the city, the hill of Jezreel, that overlooks Naboth's vineyard and that beautiful eastern valley. If you look to the right at the foot of Mount Gilboa, look east, you will find there a beautiful spring that bubbles up out of the ground. And that is the place where Gideon, in the book of Judges 6 and 7, judged his men As he was getting an army prepared, as God had asked him to do, to confront the Midianites who were coming in and raiding and acting as marauders throughout the land of Israel, which is what they did over and over again. They were from across the land in what would be Saudi Arabia today and eastern Jordan. They would come over during the crop season and they would raid the people. They would steal their food and finally God said enough. Is enough. And he raised up Gideon. You know the story of Gideon and the fleece, and Gideon and his call of the men and the armies coming to Herod Springs. It's called Gideon Springs today, but it is a national park and they've set it aside. It's absolutely beautiful. And it is just like it was during the days of Gideon as far as the terrain and the geography is concerned. Yes, you can reach down as they would have done and cupped up the water to your mouth. And while we're there, we usually tell the story and show what would have happened at this beautiful testing grounds because just across Across the valley is Hamareh that I mentioned in the last podcast that Ahab and Jezebel would have looked at every morning from their palace as they looked out from their porch. They would have seen Hamareh, this beautiful mountain across the valley in front of them. And so much of the terrain, if you've ever been to Southern California, much of the terrain of Israel is like Southern California and Northern Israel from the Samaritan Mountains northward. It looks very much like the San Diego Orange County area, Los Angeles and Santa Barbara area, very much like that. So when we talk about a mountain, we're not talking about great forestation. We're talking about a mountain that's beautiful and green most of the year but not a lot of trees, but it does have some, but it's a beautiful, velvety-looking mountain and great farmland, and the Midianites were camped on this hillside and at the base of the hill in the valley, and no doubt they were there so they could go throughout the Jezreel Valley and all the tribes in Israel and raid them and rob them because they were a marauding people. And so as they gathered over there, God said, Gideon, I want you to take the men, and you know." the story that they went from 30,000 to 300. They lost a lot when they just said if anybody wants to go home and doesn't want to be here and you're afraid, go home. They lost a lot of people there, but it was still too many. There were still several thousand. God said, I want to do this with a handful so that no one will say that their own strength did it. Let me just say parenthetically there's so many lessons as we go through these geographical things. I know I want to stop and say here's the lesson here, here's the lesson they But, oh, my goodness, today we're eat up with this in our churches. We think if we can just put the formulas together and we can organize an event and everything, then it's got to run smoothly. Let me just tell you, you can have a well oil machine. You can have the greatest production on the planet. You can have the smoke, the lights, the cameras, the mirrors and everything that goes with it. But let me tell you, unless the hand of God and the anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon it, it's not going to produce anything for eternity. Eternity. You might produce the numbers, you might produce decisions, but I would warn you that many decisions are made and many churches are developed that are a mile wide and an inch deep, and that eventually turns in, when water is poured on it, to a swamp. And so just remember that God usually does what he does so that he can get the glory so that nobody can say, oh, it was our production that did that. It was our organization that did that, because in the West, we're always looking for a formula that can be reproduced so that we don't have to just go to God for ourselves and find out what God wants us to do. Well, that's for another day. But. This beautiful spring is still there. And when we go to Israel and we walk the land and we ride through the land, then we point all of these places out and we reenact this battle there. And they also have good restrooms there. That's another reason why we stop. But it's at the foot of Mount Gilboa. Now, Mount Gilboa, as you'll recall, is where Saul and Jonathan just above here, above the springs, that later on, remember Gideon was during the period of the judges. The period of judges lasted from 14 Actually, 1375, when the land was conquered, down to 1051. It was a period of over 350 years when God would raise up one, He would raise up another to deliver them. Sometimes they would rule and reign for a few months to uh, decades. And so it was during this tumultuous period that the Bible says that every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And at the end of this period... You'll recall King Saul from the tribe of Benjamin was chosen, and he was killed on a hill just above here with David's best friend on all the earth, Saul's son, Jonathan. And the people of the city of Bethshan went and got their bodies, their decapitated bodies, hung them on the city walls as trophies. And as you'll recall, the men from Jabesh Gilead on the other side of the Jordan came over and got their bodies because King Saul had been good to them and gave them a Proper burial. And when David was told about this, David cursed Mount Gilboa. And today you can drive by there and you can see the effects of the curse. David said, May no dew fall upon you, and may you be barren and bear no fruit. And there is an entire section of Mount Gilboa that you can see from the road today, from far away, from miles away, that is as barren as could be. And all of the area around it is lush with vegetation. But that hillside, no doubt, where Saul was killed and Jonathan were killed, King David cursed it. And because of that, it is barren to this day. That ought to tell you something about the effect of a biblical curse. They are real. But that's for another podcast. Maybe those questions can be asked one day when some listeners write in and ask about biblical curses. And so we're on the way. This is all today. This is Tony Crisp.
0: Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions.